0: Straight into it then, Tom. Yay! Hello! and uh, Well, do you want to do it? Do you want to do the hello and welcome to Modern Art is Rubbish, episode number 67, Tom? Do you want to do that? Hello!
1: And welcome to Modern Art is Rubbish, episode number 67!
0: Oh, you've got so much more enthusiasm than I have. Mm. Sorry, I've, brought, I've already brought them... <laughs> sorry, yes, yes, yes! I've already <laughs> brought down the, uh, the spirit of the pod. Yeah, with my down ways right so today Tom got a few things coming up that we're gonna that people listening can hear and join us in with us and we've got a mystery dilemma a mystery Ooh. sorry not a mystery dilemma a mystery and a dilemma two separate things a hot art tip someone I think is really good at art and who's uh, quite new to the world so people might want to get in there early and yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah uh, go on, uh, carry on. <laughs> and a free question mini quiz. Yes! yes. <laughs> is, there any, is there any prizes? Yes, the prize is how to obtain a free high definition turtle art print. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's a prize that everyone wants to hold. Everyone wants to hold, everyone wants to own, or have, or win. Right. Well, I, I've never seen a turtle
1: in real life, so I'd like to see a high-definition
0: yes. turtle art print. No, I've never seen a turtle in the wild. In I've, the wild? Yeah, I've used turtle wax on my car when I had a car. So that is using a, tur- a turtle? Yeah. yeah, well, no, I didn't use a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I just for the record, I've never abused a turtle. I've never abused any other animals, for the record, as well. Anyway, um, let's move swiftly on. Um Right, so I got a email, as you do, uh, from someone in a church in America, to, to myself, to my own Marcus Stefanelli artist page. And uh, it's inqu- this mystery is inquiring about a painting. And I'm going to read pretty much what was sent to me. So he says... This, uh, this message I received was I am the pastor of Westfield United Methodist Church in Westfield New Jersey across the Delaware River from Philadelphia we have an almost life size oil painting which is actually a rendition of a very famous painting one copy of which resides in St Paul's Cathedral in London entitled The Light of the World by William Holman Hunt ours was painted by and here is the big thing Ours was painted by a Stefanelli in 1932. Um, my Google searches have found an American abstract impressionist artist, Joseph Stefanelli, that studied in Philadelphia. He was born in 1921. I don't think he did such an elaborate painting as an 11-year-old. But maybe some of his family, um, we are located just across the river from Philadelphia, did. And basically, the guys wrote to me uh, the pastors wrote to me asking if I've got any relatives that moved to Philadelphia that might have done a copy of this painting, Light of the World, by William Holman Hunt. Wow! What a dilemma. Well, that, that's the dilemma's coming up. This is the mystery. Oh, right. I kind of, I kind of mixed them up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just a mystery. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So, so oh, sorry. Uh, let's do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what mystery?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So just to give an idea this guy's done a copy uh, of and Light of the World is actually a painting that was done by uh, the British pre-Raphaelite artist Holman Hunt who I just said and um, he painted it in 1851 to 1853 so it took him about two years to do and it's a scene apparently it's taken from a uh, line in the Bible where Jesus says behold I stand at the door and knock and if any man hear my voice I will open the and open the door I will come in and I will sup with him and he with me I've read that really badly, but you get the kind of vibe so basically it's a painting of Jesus he's all in his good good jesus gear got and he's got a little lantern and he's like there and he's knocking at the door it's nighttime and he's well well lit and the door in the painting actually has no handle so it can only be opened from the inside so it kind of represents like this sort of a, the shut mind of the human soul. And he's knocking and saying, like, open up. And uh, obviously, uh, uh, Holman Hunt was quite a uh, religious person. It was quite a popular painting at the time. So basically, uh, this guy, this artist, Stefanelli, did a copy. And um, the pastor was writing to me to see if I had any relatives that went to Philadelphia. And apparently I do because I ha- I investigated it. And I did have some relatives that moved to Philadelphia from Italy. But their surname wasn't Stefanelli. So the mystery continues.
1: Yeah, but not every artist who uses the surname Stefanelli was born a Stefanelli.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> are, you, are, are you referring to moi, perhaps?
1: Well, it's just I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, if, if it's a family name, surely if they if they move to Philadelphia, that's the key thing.
0: Yeah, it is a, f- and it, it's not a common name. I understand. Well, no, it isn't. It's, it is a family name, but it's not. It was not us. It's not us. We we uh, looked into it, and the the family that moved out there was uh, a name called Delazzo. So it's a different different surname. There, they, they would have been the people that would have moved out. So, basically, if anyone listening knows of any Stefanellis that live in yeah. Philadelphia...
1: So I reckon you should look into the D'Alessos and see if any of them were artists, because they might have used the uh, Stefanelli name.
0: They might have done, but Guido D'Arezzo, possibly because some of our family were cardinals going back, into, uh, in, back in time. Uh, Guido d'Arezzo was the guy who invented modern notation... Music, he invented the music score the five what's it the stave is it the stave
1: oh, wow modern notation is rubbish
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway if anyone has any stefanelli information in philadelphia please email us at info at modernartisrubbish.com
1: oh wow yeah. what a mystery
0: <laughs> now we're on to a dilemma Tom I know you've been waiting for the dilemma <laughs> Right, are you ready for the dilemma yes <laughs> so you're the head of a, a famous art institute the the royal academy of art in london and basically what the situation is is uh they due to covid there's a, there could be up to 150 people that have been will be made redundant from the royal academy in london so they're thinking that they may well there's talk of uh perhaps a michelangelo marble sculpture being flogged sold in order to save these jobs now that's called the actual work is called the today uh the sorry the today tondo and it's a round relief sculpture made in marble it's an amazing piece because it is actually unfinished and it shows um the virgin and uh, the infant St John, and it was made around 1504, and as I say, it shows his work in process because it's unfinished, and they reckon if they sold it, it would be worth, it would fetch over a £100 million. Is that how much they need to pay all those staff? Well, I think their bills are about £8 million a year or something, but it would save a lot of staff so
1: is this this seems to me like that seems like overkill to me yeah and it's like they don't need a hundred million pounds to save everyone's jobs yeah but they're they're getting a bit of press for it like you know people are going to mention it on podcasts for example
0: aren't they yeah oh yeah so there's going to be a lot of uh, do you think it's a scam no Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, no, I'm just saying. Like the reason behind the the story might not be that they're going to actually do
0: it. Well, for the record, they're actually denying that they're actually considering doing that. I mean, obviously, they take the the loss of all those jobs very seriously, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of museums have been suffering because of this. So, what would you do then, uh, bearing in mind, and this is. Coming clean I've actually been to the Royal Academy in London several times I've never even noticed this Michelangelo work
1: yeah well maybe you've never even noticed all those staff there either
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, so what would you do you just find a cheaper painting to flog it
1: uh, yeah I guess so but maybe like they must have like they must have lots of rich donors if they own a piece that's worth 100 million they must—they must be quite a wealthy organisation for having that. I mean, there must yeah. be another another way without losing. Um, a, you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe a cheaper piece. Yeah. What about a high-definition turtle art print? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that could raise millions. <laughs> that could raise millions. So, anyway, hopefully, they were uh, they'll sort it out. Yeah. Well, he didn't finish it, did he, Michelangelo? No, he didn't. So it's not but it's a, I mean as I say it's, it was something he was doing when he was 29 but then he had this little other piece on his mind called David he was working at the time so I think I think basically what artists of those times do is you know it's a commission you take every bit of work you can get at the time you never turn down work do you so even though working on David at the time someone, you know the uh, guy who asked for this work clearly he wasn't going to turn it down either yeah well no so there you go so that's the uh, what a dilemma (laughs) right now um, my tip is I'd like to talk about maybe there's a little bit of uh, nepotism going on a little bit of bias here but it's my nephew I want to just mention uh, my nephew's uh, got a new website out and I actually think his work's really good and I honestly sincerely I wouldn't be mentioning it on this podcast if I didn't think it was worth looking at
1: nepotism (laughs) (laughs) nepotism in art
0: (laughs) well it is our podcast so (laughs) so basically uh, my nephew goes under the name of the artist J.R. Chaw Um, and basically it says on his website he's a contemporary uh, paper cut and spray paint artist whose work explores the notions of facades in society that conceal harsh realities And he's only 18 years old, and his work's influenced significantly by the traditional Japanese art form of kiri, or paper cutting. As well as Japanese Buddhist aesthetics, such as Wabi Sabi, uh, which is the beauty in imperfection, and Enso, a spiritual art form believed to expose the artist's true character. Basically, he cuts out these really huge, intricate paperwork's some are huge, some are small but they're all done with a knife and I can tell you, they are really really delicate, and, but beautiful and really stunning when you look at them, you've seen the website Tom
1: Yeah, it looks impressive I wonder if um, if he could save all the jobs
0: at the Royal Academy of Art? What, by selling those? Well, yeah, you have to sell a lot at the moment because he's just starting out in his career, but I... I think they're great I think he's going places so for you listening at home that's a top tip from me obviously okay. buy at your own risk but it's a top tip
1: okay so is he selling selling pieces on yes, his website yes,
0: yes he is yeah but well worth checking out I think I've, uh, and you know this is my my years of studying art history and 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 art and being a and and family parties and family parties. Yeah, I have to say, I was in a room. I stayed in the room where he actually works, and I was I was kind of sweating a bit because I was really. I I had these (laughs) visions of me getting up in the night and accidentally like breaking the artwork apart. Didn't happen.
1: in your sleep, what in a, in a jealous dream rage?
0: <laughs> there is no jealousy. There's no jealous dream rage. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> so, anyway, the website is jrchore.com, which is com I'll put a link on the website so you can check it out, you listening. Okay, I've, we need a quiz, don't we? Do you need a quiz, a oh, mini quiz? yeah,
1: yeah, quiz. Can we have a quiz? Quiz,
0: yeah. quiz, quiz. I know, yeah, well, <laughs> funny you asked that. We have got a quiz. And the other thing as well is that some of these, there might be a bit of a builder's theme. So what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask three questions and they're going to be a multiple choice. And you have to guess which is actually an art term. Two of them won't be art terms and they might be buildery terms and okay. which one is the real art term. And then we'll talk about our reveal. Okay, so okay. Co- so uh, can you do a little theme tune made up?
1: <laughs> That's
0: brilliant. I like that. It doesn't say what the quiz is, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Art quiz! <laughs> right, so question
0: one. Right, which of these is actually an art term? Right, the first term is Bressema, Corbel, or Scumble. Which one of those words is actually an art term? And the two of them are builder's terms.
1: Okay, so Bresima, um well, it's kind of got a kind of Italian y thing, so I'll rule that out. Hmm,
0: okay. Okay. Uh, what was
1: the second one Corbell Corbell yeah I like that one for an art term what was the third one Scumble Scumble that sounds quite buildery, doesn't it yeah yeah so I'm gonna go for I yeah I don't recognise any of them but I'll go for number two
0: wrong you're wrong right so first the Abresima is a lintel often timber over a shop front fireplace or bay opening the one that you chose which was cool bell project, projection of stone brick timber or metal jutting out from a wall to support a weight above and the actual word was scumble now do you know what scumble means scumble means to paint an opaque color over another and basically when you do that if you paint You'll see patches of the colour below. So I, I do it a lot when I use watercolour. Sometimes I'll use virtually no water at all on the watercolour paint and then I'll paint over the top of another colour. So it'll leave like that sort of scrapey kind of dry effect. So you can see the colours see the, the work the paint below it. Okay. So what I've picked is there's an example which I'll put on the website for you watching watching, you're not watching, you're listening for you listening at home, or wherever you are and it's an example by the British artist Joseph Mallard Mallord, sorry, Joseph Mallard William Turner and it's his work called Snow Storm Steamboat Off a Harbour's Mouth and it was exhibited, exhibited in 1842 and it's basically a stormy scene and it's a small steamboat overcome by the power of the wind and um, and you can see with his brush strokes he's done a lot of there's been a lot of scumbling going on um, and did you know Tom there's actually a story that he may have actually tied himself to the mast of the boat in a storm so he could have a clear picture of his mind that when he went to paint the work he actually thought oh that's a bit stormy what do you think well, about is that,
1: that is that how he how, how he sounds inside his head
0: Oh, it's a bit stormy. A bit stormy. Well, I can <laughs> tell you one thing: is uh, Turner is one of the considered one of the greatest ever British artists. In fact, he's on what's he on? He's on the ten pound or five pound? Five pound note? No, no, not fair. ten pound or twenty twenty pound. He's on the purple twenty <laughs> British pound note. Wow. Yes, I believe so. And um, he's one of the most uh, famous artists in uh, the UK. And he actually spoke more like me. So he comes from the east end of London, which is not where I come from, where my family comes from.
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: Yeah, so there you go. Did you know that? Um, no. No. Well, I do now. <laughs> right, I think it's question two then, isn't it, Time. Question two. Question
1: to- two!
0: Okay, which one of these words is a real art term? Flaunching, pearling or impasto?
1: um well i think pearling is a buildery term yeah fraunching well i don't know that just sounds random and the last one what was the last one impasto impasto i mean that sounds again italian i want to rule out the italian ones
0: so i'll go for the first one wrong flaunching mortar weathering on top of the chimney stack surrounding the base of the chimney pots to throw off the rain and thus prevent it from saturating the stack i got this from some builder site Purling, horizontal beam in a roof upon which rafters rest rest impasto is the process or technique of laying on paint or pigment thickly so it stands out from the surface so basically starry night starry night is a really good example of by van Gogh. anti Gough. Anti-pasta. yeah and
1: was impasto <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, that was painted in 1989 do you want some starry night facts
1: yeah please marcus
0: well you know just after he cut his ear off um he spent time in the san remy sanatorium so this was one of the views that he painted now he actually had bars across his window so he couldn't get out so he actually painted The Starry Night without the bars in of course and um, he actually felt that his painting The Starry Night was a failure he wrote to his brother and said so
1: oh right yeah
0: so there you go one of the most famous paintings and he. so let that be a lesson to everyone listening I think you may, what you may do is a failure but some people may think it's incredible
1: I think it's the greatest painting ever
0: yeah i can never say that about my cooking though. No. yeah but your cooking's not a painting no it's not <laughs> <laughs> now a short advertisement break oi look at this oi mate look at this picture here look at this look at this turtle art print i just got it's good isn't it Nice bit of scumble going on.
1: Yeah, looks like you found that in the skip out on the road. Those builders should clear up after themselves.
0: So, just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. (laughs) Right, the final one, the final question. Question number three. Okay. Right. One of these is an artistic movement, right? Is it the Fox Group? Ooh. Angry Penguins. Ooh. Tiger's Jaw.
1: Yeah, so I know a builder's firm called the Angry Penguins.
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say one's got a music feel, one of those answers.
1: Okay, so, um, Tiger Jaw was the last one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, is that an art music? What was the first one?
0: The Fox Group.
1: The Fox Group. They sound like um, estate agents or something.
0: <laughs> so, who are you going for?
1: Uh, okay, well, I'm ruling out the Fox Group because I think they'll be too busy sorting insurance out and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, the Angry Penguin... Um, I mean that's quite arty, being a, being an angry penguin, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's
1: it's quite black and white though, and the something jaw. Tiger's jaw. Tiger's jaw. Um, well, it hasn't got a "that" in front of it, and the last couple of answers have both been the third choice. Okay. So um, I'm kind of going to rule out the third choice yeah. and go for thinking that. Um, you won't choose that one again, so I'll go for the second one. Which is? The Angry Penguin?
0: Correct! Yes! yes! <laughs> the Fox Group, according to their website, is a fine home building construction company owned and operated by Tom and Cara Fox. Tiger's Jaw is an American rock band from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Now, the Angry Penguins, they're from Australia, actually, and, um... They started out. This is around about the 1940s. They started out as a modernist literary journal, and they grew up to become an art movement. And they were a collection of sort of angry modernist avant-garde artists and writers. And they were centered around Adelaide, the uh, city. And their works were quite surreal and expressionistic. And I've got an interesting story which is relating to uh, the Angry Penguins. It's kind of quite infamous. Infamous in uh, art. Sort of like art, e history because it's poetry really, and uh, especially in Australia. And it's about an art, uh, a poet called Ern Malley. Now, basically, uh, the Angry Penguins. Everyone thought, oh, it's a bit modernist. So a lot of right, sort of like more conservative writers and artists didn't really like the Angry Penguins because they thought it was all like avant-garde and all like ooh, all modernist and all sort of rubbishy kind of you know, nonsense and stuff although really great, some great art and great uh, poetry came out so the uh, two writers, James Macaulay and Howard Stewart decided to make up a character called Ern Malley and they spent one day in 1943 making up modernist poetry which they basically considered to be pretty shite, so they just made it up rubbishy and what they did was they sent it into the Angry Penguins um, magazine and Max Harris who's the poet a poet and a member of the uh, the group of artists and uh, poets artists and poets uh, loved it he loved this work of uh, you know uh, Ern Malley and apparently it was sent in by the the dead by the sister of the dead poet Ethel he liked them so much that he actually published them in uh, the magazine and devoted a whole a whole article, uh, sorry, the whole of the magazine to this... The whole gen- issue. The whole issue. That's it. That's it. I got the word right. No, you didn't. Yeah. You got the word right. I'm claiming a point for your question. Um, and stated that this person is a genius. And unfortunately... For Harris, um, it all came out as a hoax. And also, some of the poems were quite obscene. So Harris was actually put on trial for obscenity, for publishing obscenity. And um, What kind of hoax? So he got a letter from
1: this lady, Ethel, saying, my dead brother wrote these poems. Yeah. But they, they weren't really poems
0: of her dead brother. No, no. It was made up by James McCauley and Howard Stewart who just thought they were conservative poet, uh, conservative writers and they decided to make up these poems.
1: Oh, so they made up the poems and they made up the story
0: of the dead brother?
1: Yeah. And so there was no Ethel? No, there and was there no was, Ethel. There was
0: no, no dead brother? No. And not only that, so, so basically what happened was that when this came out to light, everyone used it to mock modernist poetry because they said, look, these guys are just made up stuff. You can
1: see why the penguins were so angry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is now, Earn Malley, this made up character, his work is quite celebrated. Of this made up poet.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't really, it was wasn't really Earn Malley, it was these other artists. These two guys, they, yeah. Yeah, but they don't get the credit for it. This fake fake Earn Malley gets the yeah it's the uh,
0: kudos yeah but what it did was it put back the calls of modernist poetry for ages because people used it to mock it and say look it's just so stupid these guys just made up poetry and made it deliberately went out to make it nonsense and everyone was celebrating it yeah but
1: all poetry
0: is made up isn't it
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I mean a lot of it is
0: nonsense as well yeah so anyway I've got a little clip of Ern Malley poetry clip. It's not even a clip, is it? I'm going to read a little piece of Ern Malley poetry, and it's called "Night Piece." And this is just a little uh, passage from it.
1: Oh, the- I think. Hang on. Can we just like pay respects to Ethel before we read this?
0: Oh yeah, Ethel. The <laughs> yes, Ethel. She'll be dead now, even if she was real. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mind you, most of the. Uh, I think all the angry penguins are now dead.
1: We could have. We could have a bit of organ music.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll stick that on. I'll add that post-production. <laughs> so it's called Night Peace. And this is just a passage from it. The swung's torch scatters seeds in the umbelliferous dark, and a frog makes guttural comments on the naked and trespassing nymph of the lake. So that's probably why he was done for obscenity for publishing that. It's just, It's just filth, isn't it?
1: Um I don't know is it?
0: No it's not really. I think I didn't particular paint I didn't pick a particularly uh
1: it went past quite quick. I didn't even notice it. It was more like a breeze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Melly will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So anyway that is the end of the podcast for this week or this two weeks so um just to say tom anything to add before we go out oh yeah you've got some music and where can people follow you on music
1: um online yeah they can
0: follow me online ob tom and we'll put links on the website and if you want to get in contact with us, do so at info at modernartisrubbish.com. And you can visit our website, modernartisrubbish.com, where you can see the images and find links to the stuff we talked about on the show. And also you can find links to our social media, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And I think it's just time to say bye, isn't it, Tom?
1: Yeah, but if anyone can help us solve our dilemma... Oh, yes. Or, or indeed the uh, the Stefanelli question...
0: yes yeah please get in touch info at modernartisrubbish.com so it's just buys isn't it goodbye bye bye